what up, what up, everybody? Welcome to the Dennis and Friends podcast, a place where my friends and I talk about whatever we want to talk about, whatever interests us, or what's going on in life and around the world. My name is Dennis Gartman Jr., and I am the host of this year's podcast. And this is the first ever episode. First of all, thank you for listening to the inaugural episode of this thing that I'm going to try, dipping my toes into the waters of podcasting, and I have no idea what I'm doing, so I hope you're ready to journey with me as we figure this out, um, because it's going to be fun, and I'm excited to see where this goes. Um, You may be wondering, well, why'd you start a podcast, bro? Like, what's the deal with that? So I have been thinking about this for probably a couple months now. Um, because I keep having all these conversations with my friends about starting a podcast. We always have a joke with many friends of like, this is a podcast episode, or this is something we got to talk about on a podcast about so many different things, whether it's sports, whether it's, uh, you know, music, culture, sports jerseys, I don't know, like a variety of different things. And I finally decided, well, let's just actually do this and make it broad enough and fit it under this like really big umbrella to where any of my friends can come and talk about whatever they want to talk about because we share different interests like I have different interests with some friends as opposed to other friends some of my friends like just sports some of my friends like sports and music some of my friends just like music some of my friends want to talk about food this 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 and that and I just want to create this really big space to where we can talk about whatever there will be recurring um, segments and things that will be talked about frequently, um, as you can imagine, but it'll be pretty broad. So that's kind of the cool thing about this idea is that each week will be very different. There'll be things that won't be talked about from one episode to the next. And I think that's really cool. So I want to start every episode with an intro segment, kind of the way we'll lay this out is a greeting and then, um, some, intro personal segments, um, followed by the main features, which will have my friends, or as I will call them, um, frequent guests. And then I'll have an outro segment that I'll explain later. So this first segment um, that I want to talk about is just a little about me. Um, If you have stumbled upon this podcast and you're like, who in the heck are you like what is like what are you doing bro well my name is Dennis like I said I am sitting here in my house on December 27th two days after Christmas here in Fort Worth Texas which is where I live I am 22 years old I graduated college a year ago which that's really crazy to to think about and we just finished up Christmas here with the fam um I live with my family right now And we do Christmas on the 24th because we're Mexican, and that's how we do it. We do everything the night of, or the night before, and then we chill on the 25th. So on Christmas Day, I literally watch NBA all day, and that was really great. So that's what life is like right now. Um, This is a a very slow week. Um, Not a lot going on, but work picks back up um, next week. And have a lot of fun things in January. Going to see a lot of basketball games over the next week doing lots of music things and it'll be fun so that's kind of life right now um I'll have something different for this segment every week I might have something I want to rant about or something that I want you guys to think about or something that I noticed that I just want to put out in the air 
it'll be very different but expect like a little like short segment like this to kick things off okay like i said i don't know what i'm doing so this half of this is probably going to sound really awkward but we're going to transition to the next part we just have one main feature today one thing that will definitely be frequently talked about on this podcast is football and not nfl football i'm talking about real football soccer as americans like to call it um we're going to talk about english premier league a lot on this podcast and i'm pleased to do it with my great friend also big soccer guy um clayton cooper um who is about to join us here in a sec a little bit about clayton and i and our friendship we've known each other since middle school high school we went to high school for a little bit at the same time then he transferred out to a different school and then we went to college for a year together and then he transferred out but we've stayed in touch over the years and he's a great friend of mine um, great guy and we share a very big love for the premier league and so we're going to talk about a lot of different things um, we're going to talk about the state of the league right now it's about halfway through the season um, it's festive fixture season there's a lot of games going on our teams are actually about to play each other um, here in a few days. So we're going to talk about that game. We're going to talk about where our teams are at as far as in the title race, things we're looking forward to, things that we're noticing. Um, just a broad, just kind of look at the league right now. Please give a warm welcome to my great friend, the one, the only, Clayton Cooper for EPL Talk. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the first EPL Talk segment. Um, like I said before in the intro, it is my my great honor to have my friend, the Clayton Cooper, um, here doing this with me. We will be doing this together pretty much every time with Premier League or just soccer in general is talked about. So um, he's here. Um, we're doing this on Zoom. Um because this is probably the easiest way to do it. So Clayton and I have known each other, like I said, for years, and this is it's fun to see each other. We haven't seen each other, what, in like two years almost? Since was, since ACU, like, I think that was, what, sophomore year, junior year? Really? Has it been that yeah. long? Yeah, it's been that long, because we, yeah, because like, I left. But you visited one time junior year, didn't you? I think I might have. I don't, actually, I don't know if we saw each other then. <laughs> yeah. Push comes to shove. It was a long time ago. Yes. Well, I wouldn't say long, but it's been a while. I mean, oh, it was pre-COVID. Yeah, so. pre-pandemic for sure. Of course. So we're going to get started. Um, let's reveal who we support. We support, I don't know if we're rival teams, but we're com- like in the sense it's, of. Yeah, I would say it's more competitive. Like, yeah, obviously, like our, our teams are up there in the table. But I wouldn't say we're like direct rivals. Like I feel like, I mean, I probably am the. I don't know. I feel like I respect your team a little bit more than most teams. Yes, and that's how but, I feel too. Yeah, so we're, it's like it's more of a respect thing. But obviously, like when we play each other, it's pretty intense. Right. Exactly. And we've talked about that before off air. Um, so I am a staunch supporter of Liverpool Football Club. Uh, the Reds, as we like to call them. Um, they just won the league two years ago. They won the Champions League three years ago. And Clayton, um, you guys can't see his video, but he's wearing the jersey of his team, which is Chelsea. Um, mm-hmm. Home of Mr. Superstar American 
Christian Pulisic himself. They won the league. Uh, they've won it recently over the last few years, mm-hmm. um, a couple times, and they just won the Champions League last year um, over both of our most hated team, Man City. Yeah, I think uh, Oil Oil FC. Yeah, Oil FC. That's right. Um, so that's a that's who we support. We're going to talk about um, our teams, both from an individual's perspective here today, just kind of where they are, just so that all you who don't know what's going on in EPL are like, oh, okay, so this is how they both are right now. We're also going to talk about the game that we're going to play against each other in, what is that, five days? On Sunday. Yeah. Um, on Sunday, our teams play each other. It's at it's at y'all this this time, right? Because we already I played. Think, I believe so. Yeah, because they already played at Anfield mm-hmm. in, earlier in the year. Um, so which that's is, happening. Uh, yeah, big which game. Is interesting. Yeah, big game for both of us. So we'll we'll of talk course. about that. We'll also talk about um, just some predictions and stuff. But why don't we talk about first the state of the league? This is kind of more open ended. We can kind of just mm-hmm. go with whatever. I know you just wanted. You just mentioned uh, Man U. Uh, so why don't we start there? Let's talk about their their struggles and, and Ragnick mm-hmm. and Ronaldo and Fernandez being, um, I don't know what Gary Neville said yesterday. I, I don't know the word off the top of my head, but it was pretty funny. He called, he basically called them babies, but like in a more like proper English. Yeah. But I, I'll let you take the floor. Talk about what you think about Man U and, and Ragnick right now. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, so, I mean, I didn't feel like Ollie did a bad job. That I guess that might be an unpopular opinion. Sure. Because, I mean, even with, you know, losing the young boys, them coming back, beating Adelante, like, you know, single-handedly by Ronaldo, um, I felt like there was still passion in the team. It was just hard to find results. I mean, right. the Prem is, like, I think it's the hardest league because I think – arguably i think the top 15 teams are you know a 15 team like everton can beat tottenham or you know a brentford i mean we played brentford and we only won one nil mm-hmm. like i mean and mindy had a tremendous game but i feel like it was just hard to get results and it's just like the players i guess were getting frustrated at that and i don't think ollie did necessarily a bad job but i feel like Obviously, when it's repetitive and the stuff he's saying, you have to put it on the manager at some point. Right. You know, it's like the players get the results. They're on the pitch. Obviously, it's 11 of them and the gaffers off the pitch. But um, I feel like they did need to make a move because, I mean, when they played Chelsea under Carrick, I literally thought they were playing like a small club. Yeah, because that, that, that was when they... They were they basically turned into Burnley that game. They did. They, they parked the bus. Parked the bus. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's like, what are y'all doing? You'll have Ronaldo. You'll have the best player, probably second best player in the world on your team. And you have... Argue, yeah, that's that's another discussion. Right, but, um, right. Yeah, they scored that one goal off of a Jorginho mishap. And then they just, no offense whatsoever. It's like they it's like they went Atletico Madrid and went six in the back. It's like, I get it. I totally understand it. I mean, you're going through a manager, managerial change. You know, You know, some players, I don't even know who was fit at the time. But yeah, I don't know. It was it was interesting just seeing that from such a big club, you know, who's been top four re- recently, you know, are a prominent team in the league. And so with Ragnick, I heard of him just from his Bundesliga days because he played for Leipzig. I mean, obviously, Werner played from played for Leipzig. Right. And so and a lot of people on Twitter were like, who is this guy? 
you know, he's just a Russian league manager, you know, you hear nothing about him. Um, but I was looking at the other day of like the people he signed, they made, I was looking at this website and they've made a full starting 11 of people that he signed in the past for either Leipzig or one of his Bundesliga teams. So we'll start in goal. I think you've heard of this guy, Manuel Neuer. Yeah. You know, not, yeah. not yeah. only the best goalkeeper in the world for a long yeah. time. I don't know if he is right now, but. Still top five. It, that's uh, that's up there. I, I feel like, I mean, he's getting older. So, obviously, these new guys like Donnarumma, Mendy. Well, I wouldn't say Mendy's young. But, you know what I mean? These yeah. other keepers are coming in the yeah. limelight. Yeah. Um, Courtois is probably the best right now, to be frank. Yeah, I would say that. Because he's been on I the tear since he got to Madrid. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a rough patch when he got to Madrid. But I think he's settled. This is like yeah. the year that he's really settled in. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he doesn't have, he doesn't have to face Messi, but. <laughs> yeah, not anymore. No, I mean, yeah. Um, so other names, defenders, Kimmich, Konate, Upamakano, Alaba. I mean, that whole back line, I mean, is just solid just because Alaba's days at Bayern, Upamakano, who's up and coming, who they've signed, who's actually played really well from what I've seen. Yep, Konate's been great for us, mm-hmm. for Liverpool. So I can uh-huh. speak on that. Kimmich, you know, has been one of the best midfielders in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, midfielders are they're still good I mean Naby Keita before I would say I mean you're a Liverpool fan so you can attest to Keita more than I can but his Bundesliga days were phenomenal yeah yeah and he's been, he's had a lot of great moments in the league it's just can he ever stay mm-hmm. healthy that's always been the question with him so mm-hmm. and like I said I didn't want to dig at you know it's not nor, not necessarily Keita being bad it's just yeah it's just a healthy thing because I mean he's been hurt and like the the appearances that I've seen, I mean he's a box to box and he's playing well. And then um, the attack, I'll just skip to the attack. Um, so we have Firmino from Hoffenheim, um, Mane and Holland. So that front three in itself, I mean he knows how to coach, like he knows how to develop players. Because I was also reading something that he had Emil Smith Rowe on loan. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And so he helped develop him. And I mean, obviously, I'm not supposed to say this because I'm another rival London club. But, I mean, he's been playing really well. Him and Odegaard have been really turning around that team. Odegaard has been awesome the last, like, two weeks. I thought that was interesting. They've been playing like, really, Okay, can we talk about that for a sec? Like, yeah. I thought they, they were, you know, they were really bad at the start of the year. They lost that opener to Brentford. Ben White looked like he was a terrible signing. And then mm. they get Odegaard. And it's like that's the midfield that they needed with like him and Smith Rowe. Cause you know, they've made all the signings over the years with the party and mm-hmm. they've gotten rid of some other guys to sell Chaka. And then obviously the whole, we can talk, let's talk about the Obama thing later here in a sec too, but that's been, they've been very surprising the last like three or four weeks to them. They are, let me look at, the standings they're, they're, they're fourth, fourth right now so there's six points behind us yeah which is that's yeah between both of us which is crazy mm-hmm. um just this guy look they look so bad at the start of the year so oh, who, they, who knows well, to them kind of, i guess you know like yeah, i don't like them was, either but yeah i thought it was funny because they had a, a relegation battle already like third game in the season with norwich yeah, yeah literally <laughs> and they won one nil off of a deflection so yeah yeah. That's what I thought. I was like, ooh, it's just not a good look. But yeah. I mean, props to 
props to them for completely turning that around. I mean, yeah. that's for to come from you know being twentieth and then all the way up to fourth. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's early in the year, but still, to just kind of turn things around and kind of get the get the engine going again. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, before you go back to Ragnick, quick question: Does I'm it, done with Ragnick. You're done. Okay. I thought it, I was just saying. I think like He's just his resume, people don't people don't know about, and he's developed players like this, and he's yeah. signing like he pick like for instance, he signed Sonny for three point six million. You know how his like he's worth about a hundred million now. Right, right. I'll be curious to see how, how they approach this window if they sign anybody young specifically mm-hmm. for that reason for the yeah. point of developing talent. Um, but also they look bad. They look really bad yesterday. I don't know if you saw any of their game against Newcastle, but they look really bad. Um, I saw a little bit of it. I saw glimmers of it. They they just didn't look like there. It looked a lot like how they did with Ole, but not as exciting, mm-hmm. you know? Oof. So, because at least with Ole, like his tactics were like not the greatest, but like at least there was some flair. Like they would have the overlapping like wingbacks because they have mm-hmm. like three really good like Wingbacks in Juan Basaka and Shaw. Well, Shaw has been playing great this year, but Tellez has been awesome. Tellez has been awesome. It's just like it's not there right now. Like Bruno's mm-hmm. the only like source of any creativity. And even then, like he hasn't had the best of seasons. Like he's playing really good for his standard, but mm-hmm. like not the best in the grand scheme because it's not translating to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think on paper, I think he's arguably a top four midfielder, top five midfielder. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I feel like he needs to do more. I'm, I'm going to criticize that because, I mean, he has Ronaldo, an international teammate. He's got Sancho. He's got Rashford when he's healthy. I mean, he has the tools. Not Lingard just, anymore, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lingardinho. Um, I wish I wish he stayed at West Ham. I really did. Yeah. And uh, also, uh, Martial. He's about to go. Yeah. yeah. You hear about I, that? I, I kind of... I kind of saw it coming where do you think he goes mm, that's that's an interesting question i was gonna say barca but now they they just announced the the torres signing like an hour ago so probably yeah not. and they and they're also i mean leading up we're gonna talk about it but they're linked with the bombing right now too oh really mm-hmm. i read something about that i can see him really going anywhere i would i would like to see him at juve interesting but would they pair him with morata or would they have him I I that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I haven't really seen Manu's team, but I mean, they've been they've been running just lone Ronaldo up top, right? Correct. Because if you think about it, like I think Juve just needs that one guy up top. I think Martial's a really good scorer. I think you know com- him coming into the league at such a young age, and you he's getting a brace in his what second third game, and him. You know, he's playing well, and I think he's a good player. I just think he's just kind of fallen in the shadow, kind of like Van de Beek. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's – I think he needs out. It's just yeah. seeing all those memes of him on the bench and stuff, it's just <laughs> like – and him against uh, – who they played recently, um, Watford. When he came in and scored a goal, and yeah. his energy was just off the walls. Oh, and that in Ole's last game? Before he yeah. got fired. Yeah. And I think that was, I mean, I think that was respectable. Because obviously, do you think that uh, Van de Beek is very fond of Ole? No. I mean, he went from in 2019 being a Ballon d'Or nominee to basically sit on the bench. Yeah. And a team that he can definitely fit in. Do you think, do you think McTominay is better than 
Vanderbeek? No. Yeah, not most days. No, oof. I mean, it takes McTominay a really, really good day to beat out Vanderbeek on yeah. average day. I, I agree. I would agree with that. Let's let's switch back to Arsenal. Where yeah. does it, where does Alba go? Because I think he has to leave. He has to get transferred out, right? Like, there's no mm. way they keep him. Because he's not going to play. Arteta's not going to play him at this point. Yeah, he's right. sat him out of the team sheet for the last five games. Yeah. It's been. Yeah, and Lacazette's been it, playing not bad as a mm-hmm. replacement. Because I think it's either they're having a really, really harsh punishment, or, yeah, I think they're trying to find something when the win- transfer window opens in, what, three days, four days? Yeah, whenever the first of the year is, on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, on Saturday. So, obviously, they're trying to look at something. He's been linked to, whatchamacallit, Barca, from what I've seen, with the retirement of Aguero, which I think, that was, that was kind of heartbreaking. That was sad, bro. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't love him, but that was really sad, I will admit. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's like when you see a player like that go, you know, it's just like, you know, he's had this luxurious career at Man City and, I kind of like didn't like how that ended, but you know, mm-hmm. that's a different story. But and all, all I could hear of when he retired was Aguero. Yeah, he scored the game-winning goal. Yeah, in the league. I feel like Alba goes to. I don't think he stays in England. There's no way, mm-hmm. unless Newcastle just wants to take on his crap. Unless Eddie Howe's like, I'll deal with this for six months and hope we can stay in the league because they have the money. You know, oh, yeah. they, they have their money, their oil money. Well, it's not oil, but it's yeah. whatever money. I think I think that was a really cool move. <clears throat> Little side point. I think that was really cool to see Newcastle because obviously, I mean, last big name that's played there is Shearer. Yeah, and that was seeing, a long time ago. Seeing, yeah, a long time ago. And just seeing new management, you know, they have a lot of money to sign. Like, I think it'd be pretty cool. And I, I wouldn't be mad if they spent what Chelsea did. Yeah. But also, Chelsea had a transfer ban for two years, so that's mm-hmm. why we spent so much money. Right. But that's another topic. But Alba, mm, that's interesting. I don't. I can see him. That's that. I thought that was a pretty interesting point. If he doesn't go to Barca, I mean, do you think he goes back to the French league? Yeah, that's what makes the most sense to me because I think he can get away with whatever he wants there more mm-hmm. so in France than he would. Even in Spain, you know, like if he mm-hmm. went to like even like a mid-tier team like a Sevilla or a Villarreal or a or a Betis or something like that, like mm-hmm. he would st- like they're not going to take crap, you know. In mm-hmm. Germany, you know how Germans are. Like, no, I mean, he already, yeah, I mean, he already had trouble when he was a Dortmund. So to me, the only place that makes sense is France. He would have to mm-hmm. go to like, I mean, I don't think he could be at a PSG. Um, also mm-hmm. with what money, like, where are they getting that? I mean, their oil money too. Um, mm-hmm. but at him and like a Marseille or, or a Lille or a, Lille, a, Lille, or a Leon, um, mm-hmm. one of those two could make a lot of, one of those three could make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I could um, see him going back to, uh, St. Etienne. Yeah. Cause that's obviously where he came from. I mean, yeah. I could see it, but at the same time, who there's not that many people that come home to their homebred club. Right, and especially he's still in his prime technically. Or at least, I mean, he's on the latter half, obviously, because he's thirty. Mm-hmm. I think thirty-one. Thirty-two, I think. Okay. Red, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. I I think he ends up in France, um, and I think it happens sooner than later. I think Arteta is ready to say bye. And no, I th- and I think he is out. too. I think like, it'll happen brave. first couple of weeks for sure. 
think Arteta's opening the door and he's just waiting for the right opportunity to push him out the door. Yeah, I agree. Let's talk about our teams. Um, let's do like a, a brief little summary on the season from our perspectives. I'll let you go first. You talk about Chelsea mm-hmm. from, from your view, what you like, what you don't like, what you're looking forward to, what could be better, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And, and both, you can talk about just Prem, you can even talk about Champions League as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, go for it. So beginning of the year, I'll just start there. Really class. I think, obviously, we had, I arguably think we have the number one defense. I mean, we didn't concede a goal for the first six, seven games. Mindy had that many clean sheets. Lukaku scored three goals in four games. I mean, it looked really promising. Lukaku got hurt on international duty. I mean, obviously, Showell got hurt recently. Um, I would say as of late, I think the game that was the big turning point for our season was the 4-0 Juve. I mean, mm. we played out of our mind. Offense was awesome, but it also led to our downhill downhill because i think we got complacent i really think that we got to a point where we thought we were invincible and then you know we we play our league games we draw to burnley you know we we draw to lower lower clubs um and then that leads game which was probably the scariest game of the year obviously we're down and we're trying to claw our way back and the west ham game was also pretty left a bad taste in my mouth. But I think at this point, I think Tuchel, I mean, I, I appreciate him trying to rotate people in, you know, ZX getting minutes, Pulisic's getting minutes. Um, they're putting burner up top. You know, it's good to see him, you know, in the lineup as much as I wish his production was better, but Tuchel just kind of tweaks the team too much. I feel like you need to have a core 11 that plays all the time because when you're playing with new people, your chemistry kind of degresses. So like you have your front 11, you bring in a couple of players, it comes down a little bit. You know, I think we just need to have, find a core 11 and kind of stick with it. Do I think that we need to rotate people in? Of course, but do you think we need to rotate people in when we play a top five, top 10 team in the league? No, we need to have full strength and we need to be fit enough to, you know, rotate our team. And I mean, I don't think it's really panic time. I think, I think the last result we had was pretty good. wasn't the best showing, but I mean, we showed resiliency in trying to get that game winning goal. Yeah. So that's where I would say. I would say we're about six out of ten from what yeah. we were. I would say ten being our peak, but I think we're about six or seven, and obviously we can play better. So pool has been a little better than I thought this year. Um, I thought we would be good. Um, you know, having our guys back, having Virgil back, having Matip, Gomez, um, Fabinho and, and Henderson back in midfield, healthy Thiago, um, also in his second year, second year Jota. I thought all those things would be good, but I've been pleasantly surprised with how well they've played all year. It doesn't matter what competition. In Prem, I mean, in Champions League, they were six for six. In a group of deaths, that's pretty impressive. Um, and in cup play right now, I mean, they just made semifinals. Chelsea made semifinals too, right? In League Cup. And you know, we play Tottenham. Yeah, play Tottenham. And we play Arsenal, I think, something like that. So I've been, I've been very pleased, which on the other side, it makes the, the games, like the Tottenham game uh, a couple of weeks ago or last week, very frustrating because we should have won. 
mind you, we are we talked about this off air, but the, that was literally the worst refereed game I'd seen in a long time because of just so many instances of VAR should have been used here and it wasn't, and then VAR shouldn't have been used when it did, and it, it did count in, and the Robertson red card was garbage and all these things, and it makes the games like the the Brentford game really frustrating because that ended up in a draw, and that like it they looked really shaky um, from a like defensive perspective and and all that. So there's been a lot of frustrating moments. I mean, we haven't lost in the league besides the West Ham game, which that was that felt like a scheduled loss in some ways because West Ham's really good um, to me. Those those draws I think are going to come back to bite us um, later on in the year, um, which is they would be fine like in if this was like a normal league. But when Man City is like firing on all cylinders right now, which also doesn't make sense because De Bruyne has been hurt all year and hasn't been there consistently, but Bernardo Silva and Foden have just been on one the whole year and they've like kind of basically carried that team without a striker um in a lot of ways i don't know how they can be stopped at this point um but we'll talk about them later um but i've been very pleased um when we're at full strength our best 11 right now um has to have fabinho and henderson and probably tiago i think that's the midfield i mean that's always been the issue with us of like we have so many like decent midfield guys like what three are the ones in a four three three? Like what's the best mm-hmm. trio? And I think to me, it's always been pretty clear that it it would be that three. They just need a time together. And this year, they've been together a few games, and they've looked awesome. Fabinho and Tiago by themselves are really strong together. This the stat is like I think they've lost like maybe one or two games like with them starting in the midfield together, which is like really impressive out of like. 18 or 19 games very pleased with Jota not that Firmino's been bad because Firmino's had a really good year too but just like the fact that you have that dual like striker Mm -hmm. tandem to where like you can leave one of them on the bench and you still got a few for your life if you're a defense because like they're both really good in their own separate ways um obviously Mm -hmm. Salah's been best player in the world since the season started no disrespect to Lewa to Lewandowski because um, he's been awesome too. Mm-hmm. But Salah's been the best player in the world um, since August. Pleased with Virgil. Um, I wish he w- He's not all the way there. And I know he needs a little more time for him to be like completely him again. Um, but ACL injuries are just tough um, to deal with. But Matip's been awesome. Kanate's been awesome. There hasn't been a lot of Gomez. Trent's been amazing this year. Like amazing, amazing. Um, which is funny because... Both of our right backs have been really good this year. You have a really great right back in Reese James, who's had mm-hmm. his best year of his career. And Trent is having a really great year after he didn't have one last year until the end. Mm-hmm. Overall, I'm very pleased. I would say like a like a eight, eight and a half. Um, just because you know, those draws in the league are really frustrating. And like I said, I think they're gonna mm-hmm. come back to bite us in the butt. This feels like the the season before we won the title where City and us were like both had like 90 plus points and they won on the last day. They had like 98, we had 97, mm-hmm. or they had 99, 98, whatever. This feels like that all over again, but it's happening sooner. Like the you can tell it's happening sooner because at least that season it was like we had a 10 point lead and then we played each other on like 
middle January and then city won. And then they went on to tear. And then that kind of just, yeah. Exactly. It like flip-flop because then we had some, a couple of draws that we shouldn't have had. Um, but this year it feels like they already have that control. Mm-hmm. And how are they going to let it go? Like they have to draw points mm-hmm. against us when we play them in April. Like I know they got to play y'all again at some point. Um, I think it's going to be at home. Yeah, it's at home for y'all. Um, so who knows? Who knows what happens? But um, yeah, yeah very, I'm pleased with, with our team, um, especially in Champions League. Um, we'll see how that translates into a quarterfinal with um, – I already forgot who it is um, off the top of my head. Oh, it was going to be Salzburg, but – oh, no, it's uh, Inter. That'll be really fun. It'll be that'll be a fun. That'll be a fun game. I think yeah. it will. We, we, have... we rolled we rolled Leal twice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Y'all do have Leal. Which it's Leal wasn't bad, cause... but they're not they're not what they were. If y'all would have played last year's Leal, then it would be different. But they're not as good this mm-hmm. year. No, I thought it was funny because all of Chelsea's social media is like, all right, we're playing Leal. And then when we had our redraw and we rolled them again, they're like, so what were we saying? <laughs> I think it, I think the admins on all these soccer accounts are absolutely hilarious. I don't know if you've I sent you a couple off air of yeah. the Zenit, the yeah. Zenit uh, TikTok, and those are that admin yeah. deserves a raise. Yeah, he, he needs really a, does. He needs to go to a big club. Yeah, <laughs> and the yeah. social media, no social Dude, media, soccer, mm. football, social media is just great. Um, memes wise, it's great. TikTok world is pretty great. Um, so anyway, that's a quick aside. Um, let's talk about the game that we play against each other in five days. What What do you think happens? Predictions. What are, What are things you're looking for for your team? I'll talk about what I'm looking for for pool. Um, yeah, you go. I would say the main thing is defense. Our defense has been pretty shaky. Um, I feel like if we have the right lineup out there, um, I think Ruger's been playing out of his mind. Um, I do want to talk about in the future about his contract. Cause yeah, is he going to leave? That's a crazy – that's a crazy – well, do you know how much he wants a week? Like, isn't it like 250 <laughs> or way more? 400? What? He wants 400. 400,000 a week? Yeah. Bruh, yeah. that's like Salah money. I know, and that's where I'm like – I love him. I love him to death, but actually I've, I've grown to like him. His first couple of years or the last couple of years before last year was like, he's been very meh. I feel like with him and Tiago, they work really well. Honestly, I don't want to see Marcus Alonso on the team ever again. Um, well, when Chili's out, that's kind of hard. I've seen that we, we experimented in the Carabao Cup early on, but they had Pulisic playing at the left wing back position. Oh, I really? think that would be pretty, that'd be pretty interesting. Cause I feel like he can do it because he can push up. And then do I think he's the best defending? No, but do you think he can, I can, he can catch up to uh, Dama Traore, a solid. Oh yeah. So he's freaking that, yeah. fast. That's what I'm saying. And all he has to do is stick a leg out. I don't think he needs, he needs to necessarily make tackles because we'll just rotate our defense over, but just to start attacks and stuff, I think it'd be pretty interesting. But what I want mostly want to see from the pool game is defense and more creativity 
in the attacking area. Because, I mean, we have the most goals from defenders. I think it's 15 or 16 goals yeah. from defenders out of our 42, which is insane. I mean, obviously, we do have really good corner techniques. I mean, Reese James has been pushing up, and his goals have been absolutely outstanding. There's a point where he was our leading scorer before Mason Mount has obviously been on a tear. I just want to see more creativity. I mean, Lukaku's healthy, which I think is a, a good point because realistically, who do you think y'all are going to start at, in defense at the center backs? It's going to be Van Dyke and Kunate, right? Uh, it's, it'll probably be Matip and Van Dyke because Virgil's in COVID protocol right now, but I think oh, actually he he'll be back today for the Leicester game. Um, so mm. they So we should be fully healthy from a center back perspective and even from Fabinho because Fabinho also was in protocol. Um, but he should also be back at least by the Chelsea game, if not today. That's been the most consistent duo. It's been Virgil and, and Matip, but it can be Kanate. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be Gomez because Gomez has been yeah. He's still kind of recovering back from his injury. Because I think that's the most like most important thing is obviously y'all have physical center backs, and obviously we need a big body to you know counteract it. Because I mean, from what I've seen when Lukaku plays, is he's kind of plays like a false nine. And kind of lets the wing backs kind of take control, and like we'll get he'll 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 get the ball outside the box, you know, shielding off defenders, going left right. Jorginho's there to play another ball. Our wing backs are coming across. I think it would be pretty interesting. But what I want to see is just more creativity. And honestly, I'm praying for uh, Conte to be healthy because he's been kind of been a little banged up, and he's been exiting games early and yeah so i just want him to be fully fit Jorginho has been a very good impact um and i think that him and kovacic can they play well together i i want to see kovacic get more minutes because so i feel like he's the perfect i know he's not conte because conte's one one in a million but he has the creativity has the physicality to you know play box to box i just think it'd be it'll be my expectation for the game score score line wise i will probably bet a large lump sum of money that there's not going to be a red card um but (laughs) there's not going to be a specifically to reese james yeah specifically to that he has had some bad tackles recently but i don't think there's gonna be a red card and i mean talking about the last matchup i felt like we were pretty evenly matched i mean we played really well defensively. Y'all played really well defensively. I think it was just kind of a scrappy scrappy game to get goals. Do I believe that that was a red card by rule? Yes. But do I think it was blatant? No. No. I don't I think that was an intent. I don't think that was an intentional thing. I mean, by rule, it is a red card, but it was, I, th- I felt like it was kind of harsh because Anthony Taylor looked at a freeze frame. Yeah. Like when he walked back onto the pitch, it was just a picture of him in the arm yeah. he didn't watch a single video yeah, yeah. of what actually happened he was literally at the screen for two seconds he's like okay yeah he's like bye <laughs> thank you come again i think realistically i don't wish upon it but realistically i can see another one one draw or a one no one deal or a one no one does i don't think there's going to be more than two three goals okay quick aside i'm watching palace norwich and i think they just yeah, Palace has scored again. They scored like two goals in three oh, no. minutes. So it's nothing <laughs> there. I'm sorry, Norwich. Come West on, Ham. Billy. I, I would say from a, from a pool perspective, if our guys are healthy, let's see how it goes. If, if VVD's back, if Fabinho's back, 
And if we could have him, Henderson, and Thiago starting midfield, I think it'll be good. I think there'll be a lot of urgency in some ways. Um, I'm thinking about Salah specifically. Not because of he's playing against his former team. He's back at his old ground. Um, it's the AFCON stuff because he's about to leave. Him and, and Sadio mm. and, and Nabi are about to leave for, for AFCON. I think like Salah's leaving like right after the Chelsea game. Like He's hopping on a plane to Africa like right after the game because he got permission that's from great. the from his national team. I don't know if every team's doing that, but that's what he's doing. So I think for him, I think he's going to have a sense of urgency to to do something before he goes for a week or two. I don't know how long they're going to be gone, but um mm-hmm. I think he's going to be pretty hard to contain. Um so for whoever whoever starts at left whether that's uh if that's Alonzo, oh. if that's uh or if they or if they move uh Aspie out to the side or if they have I don't know like you know, a, who, I wanna, you know who I want to see on the left my man Trevor Chalaba dude what a, what a stud <laughs> he has been awesome all year I think he's my he's my favorite defender yeah it's just so it's so cool seeing all the Cobham guys coming up mm-hmm. and like seeing like the old pictures of Mason Mountain Pulisic you know, when they're like eight, nine years old, him and Reese James, he look Reese James looks identical. He just looks like he's just a man now. Right, exactly. But I just think that was a little side note. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And they're talking about, oh, Chelsea spent all this money, but look how many people have come from our academy team. It all depends on if Klopp is able to recognize things earlier. Cause he did not do that in the first game, especially once Reese was handed out the red card. And y'all were down to 10 Ben and basically y'all parked the bus the rest of the game. He waited to do a few subs um, a little too late. And that really frustrated me because I felt like we had control of the game, but because y'all were so locked in defensively, there was nothing that could be done to like break it down. And he brought on Tiago like really late into the game and he brought on somebody else really late into the game. And that was mm-hmm. pretty frustrating. So Hopefully he thinks about that earlier um, if that situation were to arise. I think this game goes two ways. I think it ends up in a 1-1 draw again, or it ends up 2-1 to either team from a late goal. Like it has to come okay, like I can see it's, that, yeah. it's stoppage time off of like a little like last second blunder. Oh, the train is here. I don't know if you can hear that. Um, but no. I think that's that's the way that it goes. If y'all were to win, I think it's more important for y'all in the sense of the title race for y'all to win. Whereas if, if we lose, I don't think it hurts us that much um, mm-hmm. because we've been on such good form. But if y'all were to lose, I think it's more devastating. Does that make sense? Just cause like it's yeah, been shaky the more, last few weeks. It's been shaky the last four, uh, few weeks. I mean, obviously we're playing, I'm not going to, you know, dog my team. I'm cause obviously we're third and there's a sizable gap between three and four, but I feel like y'all have more potential of chasing Man City than us at the current moment. So, I mean, this would be a good game to kind of rebound our season as to if we're really going to contend or we're going to pretend. But, I mean, uh, from previous from previous years, I mean, obviously a six-point gap is nothing. I mean, we still have over half the season to go. Or we are at the halfway point, right? 38, yeah, yeah. Right? 
right? Yeah, we literally have play. I mean, I I'm excited for it, but I mean, I feel like it would be it would be good to win. I'm not gonna say because every game matters, but yeah, I feel like this is more of a bigger game for us than y'all. Also, in some ways, because of Afcon, there probably is a more sense of urgency from us as a whole to win because we're gonna have to start Origi and Minamino. Uh, which is fine. They've been okay this year, but it's like, no. eh, you know, yeah. like it's not, it's not Sadio. It's not Salah, you know, dude, do you think Conte is staying around much longer? I have, I'm getting vibes that I don't know if he'll stay, you know, like, I don't, I don't think he's leaving like tomorrow, but I just hip his injury history. And he's been at Chelsea for a while now. Like he's been there five, six years. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if he wants to to go somewhere else and just try something new. Because he's not, mm-hmm. like, young either. You know what I mean? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's that – he's kind of the staple of our team. Um, we have – I don't – I think they're waiting till the end of the season to propose a new contract. But they've already been in contract – or contact about a contract. Okay. So I think it's going to happen. Do I think that we need to bring in a Brinks truck to bring him in? No. But do you think that he needs to get paid the respectable amount for the class player that he is? Yeah. 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 I agree. I don't know. I was just, so, I was thinking about that the other day. I'm not saying like mm-hmm. he's definitely gone, but oh, like, of, of course I know where you're coming from. Cause he hasn't, even when he's healthy, like he hasn't been, I feel like Tuchel from what I've seen and you can probably speak better this than me. I don't think Tuchel's mm-hmm. been like using him like that much as opposed to like a Kovacic or because it seems like Jorginho is always there. No matter who else is in midfield, he's always there. But I mm-hmm. I feel like he's been using more of Mateo this year. I might be wrong. Am I wrong? It's just he's um he's been dealing with a hamstring injury. So I think kind of we're slowly getting back into it because he was hurt for such a I think he was hurt for like two, three weeks during the year with that nagging injury. So I don't, I think Tuchel's in a place where he needs him long-term, you know, obviously later in the year when we're chasing points. Um, but it's mostly just kind of just, we don't want him to get hurt for the whole year. So we're going to play him 60, 70 minutes, take him off, or we'll bring him on in the 50th minute and he can play the last 40. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's mostly kind of just sense. a saving, saving him. Sure. But, I mean, I think it's more beneficial because, you know, you get players like Kovacic getting playing time. Ruben Loft is cheap. You know, I don't know why they've been playing him on the right, but his FIFA cards are right mid. I don't get that because he hasn't played a lick of right mid ever. <laughs> um, maybe he did last year at uh, Fulham. Fulham, yeah. Maybe he did. I don't know. I don't watch any have. Fulham last year, to be honest with you. I don't either, but I think it's interesting. I think this this next when everyone comes back from loan, it'll be interesting to see where our team sits. And I think for you as well. I mean, y'all have some pretty good loanies, right? Most of our loanies right now are young guys, like guys playing in like the championship. I was gonna say, uh, Grujic or whatever his name is, but he got sold, so he's not a loanee mm-hmm. anymore. So actually, I don't know. We might not have a high like a high profile. Loney, now that I'm thinking about it. Y'all have a ton between Gallagher, who's been great this year. He wants, I was reading some and he said that he's going to, he wants to be in the Chelsea team. Yeah. Like starting 11. Yeah. I mean, I can see it. Yeah. 
I can see it. Between him and uh, I'm blanking on his name. I just saw a thing about him the other day. Mason Mount. No, not Mason Mount. Um, Are you talking about midfielders? Yeah, like who's on loan right now? Oh, on loan? Yeah. Um, I'm blanking too. I should know this. Gallagher, Billy Gilmore. Gilmore, thank um, you. That's who I was thinking of. Why? It does. It's, it says we still have Fiaco Tamori. Don't make me sad. Well, he's been a, he's fallen off the last couple of weeks. Last he, couple of weeks, but he's had a phenomenal year with Milan. He didn't look good when they played Liverpool, though. It's Liverpool. And? Good squad. Eh, Facing true. arguably the best player in the world. And I mean, that's fair. Their team quality. It's They just have a young team. Yeah, deceptively young. You, you wouldn't think that they are, but they are. I mean, Tenali's our age. Tamori, I think, is around our age. They just have a, I mean, Olivier Giroud is like old, He's, but and Slaton. Their their young core is yeah, young. It's pretty good. Yeah, they should they should win the league here in Italy here in a few years. Not now, mm-hmm. but probably next two to three years they have a good chance if they keep it together, of course. Okay, so we're both kind of in agreement on prediction wise, like what happens in that game, which is. Which is interesting. Speaking of predictions, let's let's say who who finishes top five. I said top four yesterday, but let's say who who gets that Europa League spot at the end of the year, and who are the three that are going bye bye into the championship by the end of the year. This is tough. I don't like this. <laughs> I'm just gonna. You know, what? I'm just gonna be realistic. Okay. I think the front three stays the same in any order. Okay. I will say that. Um, if I were to be realistic, it, it would be where it's at right now. City, Liverpool, Chelsea. Okay. Fourth spot? Hmm, that's tough. I don't think Arsenal's going to keep up their form, but I think they're going to play well for the rest of the year. Four and five is interesting because it's like there's a gap between four and five, and then there's a gap between three and four. So it depends on who closes the gap. But, I mean, a recent form... I mean, Tottenham's played three less games because their games are getting postponed. Right. I would say Tottenham and sorry, sorry, Arsenal, but West Ham gets the Europa League spot. Okay. Bottom That's three. where I think. Bottom three, Norwich, probably Newcastle, and I think Burnley's going to get out. I think it's going to be Watford. That's the three that, that are our bottom three right now, right? Burnley, yeah, bottom three right now is Burnley, Newcastle, Norwich. So I think Newcastle and Norwich – they're not scoring any hardly any goals. Or Newcastle is, but well, they um, they just lost Wilson and St. Maximin to injury yesterday. So oh really? Okay, yeah, they yeah. both got well, hurt. But I'm saying I think Burnley will make it out. I think they'll get 17. I think Watford's going to fall in. Okay. Um, I I agree with you. It pains me to say this, but realistically. I think City wins the league. I think we end up second. You'll end up third. But it's like marginal. Like there's a point difference um, between. Yeah, I don't two think it's going to be a far distance. I think the Manchester City, just depending on how they play, I think that can be a game or two. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to be a, a large distance. It's going to be between two or three games. Mm-hmm. And then between us, I feel like it'd be not even a game. Yeah, it'll be very minimal. Um, I'm going to say, gosh, I mean, there's already such a big gap between Tottenham 
and West Ham, or not Arsenal and West Ham. Gosh, I want West Ham to make Europa League again. But I'm going to say, I think I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say Arsenal drops the six. I'm going to say Tottenham slides up to that four spot, which I don't know why they would because they're not, they don't, they don't have a top four like roster necessarily, but Conte is a very good manager. So they'll make Champions League. I'm going to say West Ham sneaks into the five. But I'm not like confident in that decision. I, I I'm not confident, but that's just what I I can see it happening. But obviously, do you, do I think that it's gonna happen? No, but I, it's something I do want to see because they've played well. They beat us. They beat y'all. Mm-hmm. I mean, they fully deserve it. They have a. They have. They don't even. I wouldn't say they even have a top five team, but they have. They all play well and they're all coercive. Yeah, they have a very consistent Rice. eleven. Yeah, Declan Rice has been playing really well. Um, Mikel Antonio has been out of his mind. I think that team in general has just been playing very solid. And I think, I don't even know who manages them, but they're doing a good job. Uh, David Moyes. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I should have known that. <laughs> yeah, I think they slide to five. But I also could see Arsenal being five as well. Just because they uh-huh. have a, a nice little cushion right now bottom three oh man norwich for sure burnley for sure are we gonna end up with the same yeah i think we are i think newcastle is gonna sign enough people here in january to to get them out of that like they're not gonna jump from like 19th to 12th or anything but i think they'll get up there i think wofford goes back down again wofford burnley Norwich, probably in that order, to be honest, or Burnley, Watford, Norwich. Norwich is going to end up in the last place. That's they're so bad, dude. They're so bad. I don't get how they dominate the championship like they have the two years before getting into the Premier League when they have, and then they just stink when they get up here. But then the other teams that finish below them in the championship are the ones that stay. Um, look like Brentford has looked really good for a team that just got promoted. Oh my goodness. Um, they Tony has been playing really well and, and just they, in general. They're fun to watch. They're really fun to watch. They are. I can see them. I can see them finishing top 10. They're like a better, 10. Yeah. They're like a better version of Leeds last year, except with more decent defense. You know I would say I mean? they're like the she- they're like the Sheffield from two years ago. Yeah, like they competed with everybody. They got results against big teams, and they finished what? When they finished like ninth or tenth? Yeah, I mean they had a poor run at the end. Otherwise, they would have yeah. made Europe. They would have finished fifth or sixth. Which can were, you imagine? Behind us. Imagine if they would have made it that year that they did because the year that they got sent down like they were awful they wouldn't have survived europe either like can you imagine yeah, but it would have been cool to see him oh yeah i, I agree think it would have been pretty cool but like i mean last year was a scare for us because we could have fallen out top four easy like very easy yeah that's one of the things that really scared us it was like oh we lost the cup to leicester but hey i mean we have our champions league spot. yeah city can't say that they've won a, a champions league yet so I will say this. It's probably an unpopular opinion. Timo was the reason why we scored that goal. Oh, no, I agree. Yeah, this is the last thing I'll say about Timo. But Timo, I've talked to you about this off air. He puts himself into position. There, It takes a certain player like him to where he's not finishing goals, but he's putting himself in those positions. 
day in and day out. He causes problems. And I think with <clears throat> kind of that, that whole game against Man City, like if he didn't make that run, Havertz isn't clear on goal. Absolutely. And I mean, it's kind of funny because, uh, you know, I have some other buddies and they're telling me, you know, Timo obviously isn't great, but how often can you make a meme that he's not scoring a goal? It's every week. Yeah. Because he's putting himself in that position mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. That's the last thing. I, I had to say it. No, it's <laughs> you fair. Know I had to yeah, say it. no, it's fair. And you, like you said, you said that to me off air. I haven't seen Havertz lately. What? Am I just missing something? Is he hurt? Does COVID. He, have, he has COVID again? Oh, what a bummer. He's been in COVID protocol. Dang, because he struggled with COVID last year. I remember he, like, it took him a while for him to get back to full fitness. I felt like, yeah, that was very interesting to watch because obviously it's not your typical year. There's no fans, no nothing. You're coming into a brand new club in an empty stadium. So obviously there's going to be some nerves. This is kind of his year that he's kind of proven himself. I mean, obviously the goal against Jal was pretty, pretty insane. So weird. It's I still very weird. Yes, by that I do too. I saw it. I was like, what the heck? And just went in. I was like, okay, I'll take it. Yeah. But um, now he's really he's really stepped it up. I feel like he's been putting in or we've been playing him in a false nine sometimes when the coffee was hurt. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty interesting. At the very end of last year, we were doing that as well. There is one thing I want to talk about. I don't know. This is one of the things I want yeah. to add. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how much time we got, but um, we got a little bit transfers, transfers. Okay, okay. I saw two. I I mean, obviously, we know the first one I'm going to talk about, which I mean is very apparent. Which I could see happen. Do I think I don't think it's going to? But I mean, Holland to Chelsea would be pretty cool. But this new one I've read about is very interesting because you know our team. We don't run wingers. We run, you know, right cam, left cam, and a five back. Well, a traditional three back, but turns into a five back. We are linked with Kiesa. Oh, I did see that the other day. That intrigued me because we don't run any wingers. The only time we run wingers is... I mean, Ziek, but it's more of a cam and then drifts wide. Right. And I just thought that was interesting. And then also, I was reading something about y'all, about Renato Sanchez. See, that's he's been linked to us since the summer, since Euros. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think the talks, I don't know if, I mean, I've, I read some that they're still, in, I mean, it's still on Klopp's shortlist, but it's pretty interesting because, I mean, obviously y'all were linked to sign and it was kind of like a, it didn't it fell through you know last minute i don't know if we're gonna do anything i mean we never do because we don't like to spend money which is fine we don't want to be like in major debt so i get that mm-hmm. but i think it's it'd probably be nice to have another forward in case anything were to go bad with jata or firmino or mane or sala because i mean you know this like our backups are Minamino and Origi and Oxley Chamberlain playing as a winger, which is never good. That's the only area that I think that they would do something in. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that they we might sell. I think we might sell Phillips, Nat Phillips, this window. Mm-hmm. I also could see us selling Neko Williams this window, but I think they might wait to do that for a little while longer um, mm-hmm. just in case Trent gets hurt. I... I don't think they'll do any like midfield signings until the summer 
Because I think a lot of it depends on if Milner comes back. Because this is his last year on his contract, and he's obviously old. He's still mm-hmm. really good for being 36, but he's old. So yes. I, I'm curious to see what they do in the summer with that. Maybe they do get somebody like a Renato Sanchez in that case. I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to do anything now, especially because supposedly Elliot's supposed to come back um, sometime this half of the season. So having him back will be good because he was really, you know this, he was really, really, really good before mm-hmm. he got hurt, which thankfully they got the call right on the red card because that was a very dirty tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was that was. Ugh, I can't. Even, I, I'm thinking about me watching it again. It's just yeah, ugh. yeah, yeah. It was pretty bad. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of movement as far as like the big clubs in Premier League doing a lot of transfer stuff. Like the only team that I could see doing something in January right now would be probably Man U. Because like yeah. y'all don't y'all don't really need anything right now. We might be. You might, you might funny, you a left back. It's funny you say that. Um, we actually did. We signed a Fenebach center back from Hungary that I sent you. That uh, random oh, guy, yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that would be interesting to see what comes about with that because I don't know if you play right away. It also depends on Rudiger's contract and his situation. Yeah, right. Because then you'd uh, have to – I don't know if he would slide in imme- immediately, but he would have to – He'd probably He'd fit for, in, I think. For Christensen, for sure. Because I would imagine Christensen becomes a starter full-time if... Uh, His contract's up, too. Yeah, yeah, I know. Both of them have contracts, and so it's just like, I don't know what they would do with that. Um, I want, I mean, we were linked with them in the <clears throat> in the summer, but I kind of wanted Kunde <clears throat> from yeah. Sevilla. Yeah. And that would have been pretty cool. I mean, I, <clears throat> I wish we kept Zuma. That was kind of one of the yeah. tougher signings to see go. I'm yeah. happy he's doing well. Right too. Yeah, it just it's a pain. But um, no, I did read a couple things. Ziek apparently wants out. Yeah, which is really interesting because I mean he's got a lot of talent. I think he was supposed to be like what Mares is for City, and he just hasn't been that at least right now. I mean he's a, he's a lot younger anyway. But that's just, they both play very similarly. They're both, I mean, they're both African. That helps too. Um, they look the same, honestly. They look very similar. They have the same build. They play on the same side of the field. They have same same strong foot. Yeah. And same, you know, yeah, I get what you're saying. They have the same characteristics and traits. Right. I don't know if he leaves. You think he leaves in January? I can see it. I was gonna. I was thinking about it, kind of just like destination wise. I think I think he'd be very good in the Bundesliga because just that style of play with creative wingers. I mean, mm-hmm. you have it with um, Leroy Sané. You know, you have your Nabry. You have players like that. Do I think he goes to Bayern? No. Can I see him at like a Dortmund? Yeah. Yeah, Dortmund makes because a lot of sense. It's just, they haven't, I feel like they haven't really just, replaced Sancho. Really? Like at all, right? I mean, they're playing Thorgan on the left, but I mean, who's? I think they're playing Rain on the right, from what I've seen. Okay, because he either plays and on the right or they play him as a like a attacking mid, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's more of a similar situation for them. I don't think they do a five back, but they do have right cam, left cam, 
Holland up top. Yeah, because they, I know they've run Reyna and Royce together as the cams to mm. feed Holland. That's such a cra- that's a crazy team or crazy just Holland in general. It's just his goal and assist contributions and that amount of games and he's over that over sixty something games is yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Did you see that he said like yesterday that he or his agent said that he wants to go play in Spain before he plays in England. His agent's been saying a lot of things. That's yes. His agents. Cause he place. did name, cause he did name teams, both of our teams included. And he said Real Madrid. I saw one Leeds account and they're like, yeah, his dad played for Leeds. And he, he said when he was young that he wanted to play for Leeds. So this is his time to go to Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? That absolutely that, okay. But then like, what do you do with Bamford? Cause Bamford's like their guy. Run him up top. Four, four, two. <laughs> That would be funny. Lethal. Uh, Lethal. I've also heard that he might stay another year at Dortmund, which is like, why would you stay another year? Just if you're going to move. I know he wants to go to Madrid. I think it's very painfully obvious that he wants to go play at Real, which I don't know why, because Benzema has been really awesome. Really, really awesome the last two years. And he's not going to play for a little bit unless they run them both up top, which I guess would be cool. But I don't know. They also switch managers every year, so I don't. If Ancelotti, yeah, I think the which I don't think La Liga is like, yeah, La Liga I think has become more prominent. A lot of people call it a farm league. I mean now because obviously you don't have Messi. Barcelona is not the powerhouse; they're all young. Um, Real Madrid's very prominent. Atletico Madrid's very prominent. But other than that, I mean, you have Villarreal, who's stepped up their game a lot. You know, they're making themselves notable either in Europa or Champions League like they were. Um, Sevilla, excuse me, Sevilla. Sevilla has been playing well. But you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah. there's obviously the champ. I think if, like, Leicester went over to the La, La Liga, I feel like they would play really well. Oh, like You can take any of the mid-table Champions League or Champions League. <laughs> much that i want to the super league over here um boy chill <laughs> um but i feel like you could take a epl mid-table team and put them in la liga and finish top four depending on who but yeah i would say I think top west ham, 10 what west ham would would thrive in la liga to be honest mm-hmm. because of their play style they play pretty physical they play pretty physical and they're very patient they have a very yes. patient team, and I feel like yeah. that's what Barcelona is becoming now with Xavi. It's basically they're getting a lot more patience. You know, you're starting to see that great, invincible Barcelona team from before <clears throat> with the triangular passing, which is uh, – if you haven't watched the documentary, you need to watch it. It's actually very good. Which documentary? The, the Barcelona. Okay. It's on Netflix. Oh, it's okay. amazing. Sick. It talked about basically like – Guardiola and everybody, you know, just like the rivalry between him and Moutinho and then just like their offense, how messy worked, how just kind of like the interactions, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. That's pretty interesting, but that's probably the last thing. Okay. Well, we did it. This is the, the first of many um, of hopefully, I don't know, who knows how long this podcast idea will go on for but hopefully yeah it'll go on for a while this is fun 
Yeah, it was fun. I didn't even know an hour went by. An hour fifteen minutes went by. I was like, "What?" Yeah, this is gonna this is gonna be a lot longer episode than I thought. But uh, anyways, thank you, man. It's good to good to see you. Good to hear from you. Good luck to both of yeah, our teams. Um, yeah. When do y'all play? I'll do y'all play again you. before uh, before Sunday's game? I don't believe so. Okay. Double check. Because we I'm we played it today on. at two. Oh, we do. We play tomorrow. We play Brighton. Ah, oh, okay. Interesting game because Brighton's been pretty good this year. Yeah, they're ninth right now. Yeah, never would have thought that. Um, anyways, all right, dude. This is fun. We'll do it again soon. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. All right, there you have it. That's EPL Talk with my friend, the amazing Clayton Cooper. Like I said, that's going to be a pretty frequent segment uh, because we talked about this podcast concept for a long time. Um, So expect a lot of EPL talk, but there will be more things um, with more friends. So just be on the lookout for that. We're landing the plane here. Um, We've got this little outro segment that I want to introduce, which is called Listen to This. Um, I'm going to give you guys sort of like a weekly um, or a well, not weekly. I don't know how often I'll do this podcast, but a recommendation every time there's an episode of something for you to listen to, whether that is a another podcast, like a specific episode or a specific show or I don't know, something like that. Something musical, like uh, a specific song or an album or an artist or another project, a music video, a documentary, um, any interviews like with an artist or with a big like public figure, um, a press conference, some random soundbite that I might have found on Twitter. I don't know, something like that. Um, this is what this segment is about. So this is listen to this. And this for this episode, you should listen to what I believe is the best album that came out this year. It is my favorite album. It's so good. It's by one of my favorite artists in the world. You should listen to Neverland 2 by the great Andy Mineo. It is a perfect album to me. Um, If you don't know who Andy is, he's a hip-hop artist from New York. This is his third full-length album, but he's dropped like 15 other projects because he likes EPs and mixtapes and stuff like that. Um, But he is amazing. Um, This album is very fresh. Um, There's a lot of genre bending. It's not just straight hip-hop trap sound. There's some drill. There's some more pop style some more boom bap um he really explores the different like subgenres of hip-hop and it sounds really great really fresh a lot of great bars this album is very personal for me because there's a lot of things that he talks about that i um connect with um and the most important song for me on this record is called nobody's coming um andy talks about some of his struggles with his relationship with his dad and i um, have similar experiences to that. And so when I first listened to that song, I, I remember I was driving and I broke down a little bit because I just felt the weight of that from Andy's voice. And I knew that I had a very similar story to that. Um, and so there's just a lot of emotion in that song. And that's something that I told him. I went to go see him. He did a tour for the record in October in Dallas um, and we got VIP, me and my friends did. So I got to meet him 
Um, not the first time that I've met him. I've met him once before, but something that I specifically talked about with him was that song about how that really touched me um, in a very personal way. So all that to say, that is the thing you should listen to if you haven't already. It's so good. You're going to love it. There's no skips. You can't tell me otherwise. I'm telling you, it's the best album that came out this year. And there was a lot of great albums that came out this year, but Neverland 2 is the best, and you can't tell me otherwise. So there you go. There's your listen to this recommendation for this episode. Okay, this is the end. Thanks for listening to this podcast, to the first episode. Um, Again, special thanks to my friend Clayton Cooper. If you like what you heard, please feel free to come back, share this podcast with your friends, leave a nice little review wherever you get your podcasts, and like I said, come back next time for some more conversations with people that I love and respect. Till next time, be good and do good. It's that simple. Peace.